0: to discuss video games on a program where one person talks, then another person talks, and then another person talks, and then they, they talk back, and then it's two people talking, talk, 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 and it's called The Chat. Welcome to it. It is Colette and Matt entering The Chat, a proud member of the HyperX Podcast Network. I am only half of this fine audio broadcast. My name is Matt Silverman. I'm here, of course, with the titular, the other
1: person in the name of the show. I don't know if I've ever been called the titular Colette Bennett. That's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> that's pretty cool, right? I like. You, I kind of, kind of like that.
0: When you make your own show, you can be titular. Okay, that's what I've <laughs> learned on the internet. In Big my fan time. of
1: that. Big fan <laughs> of that.
0: Um, I'm sorry, we have zero time for uh, chit chat because <laughs> there's just, just too much news. Happening at this this week, and uh, we, we've plucked out the two big stories that we're going to discuss. And then later, perhaps if time permits, we will talk about video games. But most importantly, um, some things have been happening in your gaming universe that I am going to uh, just turn off my microphone and um, get a get a coffee, I guess, and um, and get ready to be educated because uh, what the fuck is happening? With Konami.
1: Um, okay. So, first of all, the folks in our Discord already know that <laughs> like yesterday was like Christmas morning.
0: Wednesday, but by the way, for, for right, for time's it was Wednesday, sake. but
1: for Colette, Colette titular Bennett, it was Christmas morning, <laughs> New Year's Eve, your birthday, Whoa. and like the day you win the lottery all at the same time.
0: Oh, wow.
1: It was all of those things. Wow. Because, and I was thinking about this. I was like, is there really another franchise that I would have literally lost my shit for on this particular level? And the answer is no, because I thought about Persona and I was like, well, but Persona has, although there are, you know, fairly large breaks because they really take their time making games, which I appreciate. Mm. Like they do, you know, regularly, have regularly been putting out Persona games for a while. But I think you know much in the same way that uh, a you know person in a sexless marriage goes god <laughs> sex wow, wow. it's kind of the same thing when you're oh, like wow silent hill wow remember how good that was remember remember I'm what an amazing concept that was remember in 2015 when hideo kojima was going to do a goddamn silent hill mm, game and they mm. took it away hmm so Yeah, like and I told my husband last night, I said they could have announced just a Silent Hill 2 remake and I would have literally like run up and down the street screaming like in nude. Like Uh, it was really that easy. And backing
0: up, number one, I'm concerned that your well-being is too (laughs) entangled in whether this thing is going to be good or happen. That's a separate I mean, that's a separate <laughs> issue. Number two, please, please back me up, and or please, please back up and educate me. Like, is this like, whoa, oh shit, shadow drop news at five, or is it was this anticipated or known? Have you been waiting for this day to come for a month? What what is going on?
1: So there have been persistent. Well, actually, let me back up just a second. Okay, quick, quick, like installment line, mm-hmm. right? Um, Silent Hill debuts in nineteen ninety nine. Uh, it's followed by Silent Hill 2, 3, and 4. No, 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 Those no, are no, all made no, by...
0: On, back up. I got to go back up further. Back up. Okay. 14 billion years ago, the Big Bang. Start there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please please continue.
1: When Silent Hill was conceived. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. 1999, Silent Hill for PS1 comes out, followed by Silent Hill 2, 3, and 4. Those four games were made by a team that is known as Team Silent, mm-hmm. um, that like were the founders of the entire series. Like they were the creative minds, you know, et cetera. Silent Hill then was. I don't. It, there are details on this. It's just at the moment, I don't know what they are off top of my my ADD head. Mm-hmm. Um, other developers started taking over after Silent Hill Four. So after Silent Hill Four. There were four other games, origins, homecoming, shattered memories and downpour. Those four games, according to who you talk to, were like varying piles of shit. (laughs) I've played them all. There's only one I haven't finished. I am one of those. You know what? This really sums it up. I'm one of those people that watched every episode of the X-Files, even after it got really bad, even Mm -hmm. after there was no more, you know, Like, like the key people weren't there anymore. I am a diehard. Right. I was going to
0: say, you have this, you're not like, oh, the fans didn't like this one. It's like, no, I played them all. Like I, I, I played literally
1: all of them and these were all bad. The only stuff I have not touched have been a few small things. And I've watched videos of them that like came out only in Japan. Like there was something called the play novel that came out with the original Silent Hill. I watched a video of that. Um, there was, I think a cell phone game that I've actually never played. Um, but like pretty much anything else that like I could either watch or play. I've played like, I dearly love the series so much. And I especially love silent Hill two, which for me is like the game of the series. And most people that like silent Hill, they're going to tell you that mm-hmm. that's the game. of. They're, the they're series. referring
0: to two is as the, the touchstone.
1: Totally. Totally. Um, you know, the other, Games in the series have a pretty wonky, like, you know, uh, spooky concept where, you know, obviously you're in the foggy town of Silent Hill, but that's connected to a cult that's operated in the town for a long time. And everything that happens is kind of culty and weird and all connected to what these crazy religious people believe. And, you know, that goes all kinds of places. Mm -hmm. So I think after Downpour came... Which, as I recall correctly, was in 2012, there was this big gap. Like, nothing else happened for a while. Hmm. And then in 2015, you know, PT came out, which was a playable teaser of what was supposed to be Silent Hills, which would be a Kojima-helmed Silent Hill, which literally, like, sent the brains of Silent Hill fans off the charts and into the stratosphere. (laughs) Like, you can go on eBay right now and buy a PlayStation... That has PT on it for like a ridiculous amount of money Mm -hmm. because PT was a demo that you could download for free. And then when they decided to cancel Silent Hills, PT was pulled off the store. So the only way to really get it. I mean, I'm sure modders have figured this out by now, but for a long time, the only way to get PT was to have a console that it was downloaded onto Mm because once it was removed from the store, you just couldn't get it.
0: And I, I'm familiar with that lore and I find it fascinating, but I'll be honest with you, I did not even realize that PT was connected to or part right. of the Silent Hill franchise. I thought it was it's I thought it was just a, a Kojima game that he scrapped right. or that the studio right. scrapped.
1: Right. I mean, it was very it was cool. It, you know, the entire release of that and of the idea of Silent Hills looked like it was gonna be something really, really different. And that was very exciting for people like me who were like, ah, kind of feel like the series kind of got off, you know, kind of like it, it, it kind of lost its path. It lost its way. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to imagine it being, you know, coming back with Kojima and actually Kojima had help from um, Guillermo del Toro. On the PT. For, oh, on PT. Demo. Wow. Yeah. So wow. it was like, oh my God, these intensely, you know, yeah. like talented people. And so that got dropped, and Silent Hill fans were just super bummed, yep. you know? So that was 2015. Here we are. It's 2022. Silent Hill fans have been dry for seven years, with the exception of, you know, getting to buy some merch, which it's really funny. If you go to the Konami like merch Twitter, And, like, every time they would announce a Silent Hill item, which they've been doing more in the past, like, couple of years, people Hmm. would be like, cool, can I get a fucking game? Like, Mm -hmm, every time, mm -hmm. like, they announced a new shirt or a skate Mm -hmm. deck or whatever. Like, people were salty. They have Mm -hmm. been salty for a very, very long time. But in the Silent Hill community, it's pretty much been the given, like, conversation that there were really only two ways to bring back Silent Hill. The first would be what they were going to do, which is just get some remarkable people. Behind the scenes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or the second would be to bring Team Silent back.
0: Mm, right, you had talked about this previously here right. on this show. So yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So what this what this big press junket did is both. Oh um, wow! To answer your question about, um,
0: like was this known? Was this anticipated? Yeah. By- so there
1: had been like you know those rumor blogs around for a while. Mm-hmm. Saying, oh, Silent Hill, Silent Hill. Oh my God, there's a Silent Hill. Someone's going to do a Silent Hill. And like, it got to the point for me that I didn't even like click through that anymore because I just didn't, you know, it would just be the most flimsy evidence. And I was like, you know, I will believe this when someone announces it. Um, I follow Masahiro Ito, who designed Pyramid Head and was like majorly integral to the design of Silent Hill. Mm -hmm. Um, And he has been remarkably low key and chill about not even alluding, but he has been, his Twitter has been really active and he's been sharing a lot of like old art and just like really cool stuff. And you know, it's always been a joy to follow him and he talks about the games too, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, like it was just like, okay, maybe this shit is really happening. And then Konami announced a junket and it was literally okay. called like silent hill. And I was like,
0: fuck but when did they announce it like the day before or like a week before No, i think it
1: was like a week okay
0: all right think? so you i kind of felt i i uh, outside looking in i sort of observed like just exploded out of nowhere a day of right right but, no uh,
1: definitely was
0: was was simmering yeah
1: it was definitely simmering and it had been simmering for a while and during the junket they actually said that these projects have been in development now for three years wow
0: which now, is... i don't know
1: if all of them yeah are, or well, if it was rumors, like certain
0: ones rumors are rumors and rumors leak out but e but like i don't know the fact that you could keep this kind of thing under under wraps for three years is uh quite remarkable or maybe you'll or right. maybe you'll tell me like nah pe- the, the leaks were true the rumors were true kind of stuff you know i, don't know. I
1: remember seeing some screenshots and those mm-hmm. i haven't like they didn't show any of that last night but that doesn't mean they're not in the games mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know it, it it i don't know but like what i did see was like yeah, like mostly stuff that I had not seen before and that was quite exciting. So, that more or less brings us up to the moment. Um so by the time the junket aired, um most of the inter- information had leaked. I ignored it because I wanted to watch the junket. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a fine video of me literally flipping out right before it starts, like 10, (laughs) like, like one minute before it starts, Patrick was like, I got to get this, I got to get this on video. And I was like, all right, well, I probably look stupid, but whatever. (laughs) So I did not expect them. I don't know why, but I did not expect them to start the junket with a remake of Silent Hill 2. I didn't really know what order they would do it in. Interesting. But that had been pretty much at that point, like the rumors had gotten so loud that I was like, OK, they're making the remaking one of my favorite games. This is mm-hmm. super sick. Mm-hmm. So that was crazy. They open with the trailer, no intro, no nothing, just bam, mm-hmm. like here mm-hmm, we are. Mm-hmm. You know, the game looks absolutely incredible. They are adding so many things. I mean, first of all, it's it's built in I think it's built in Unreal five. Yeah. So gorgeous. Which means they
0: have um, like you have talked about uh, at length that fans have remastered to to mm-hmm. make it shiny and playable and good. Mm-hmm. Uh, on modern uh pcs and that was fine but what you what it sounds like you are talking about and seeing is a complete ground up unreal engine 5 start over here's the complete overhaul
1: and one thing that they talked about a bit was how exciting it was to have access to tools that they couldn't they couldn't really fully express certain ideas or concepts yeah. because the tools were simply not there. Yep. So for, you know, for them now that it was just so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved the trailer. I thought it looked great. Um, it is being developed by Bloober team. So Bloober mm-hmm. team is the developer behind the layers of fear games and behind the medium. This um, was
0: also rumored as well, or, or they yep, were the, the that front rumor has been around
1: for a while.
0: Yeah. That rumor f- has been our around fans- for a while do fans think this is good that they are that they are coming in I think
1: a lot of them think it's good There are always going to be your people out there who are like me but like mm-hmm. if you've played Bluebird team games and i have because this rumor has been around long enough for me to be like i'm gonna pay attention mm-hmm. these folks definitely could do it like mm-hmm. they have a grasp on they have a they have a grasp on not just atmosphere but like creepiness and like they they seem to get the psychological horror concept in a way that i think other developers that took on the franchise did not everyone else Mm. was like oh so we'll just make a foggy town and some nurses and we'll just stick pyramid head in there and it's like no 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 just because those are hallmarks of silent hill does not necessarily mean that that's how you make a silent hill game like especially to like if you really study it, you really see so much about how deep Silent Hill really can be. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that those other developers, they they did good jobs with stories. I don't think any of their games are bad, but uh, there's just something essential was missing. Mm-hmm. And I'll hand it to Bloober. I think they have it. I think they have it yeah. in them to do it. But the, I mean, the nice thing here, right, is that they don't have to retell the story. The story's perfect. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, they just have to execute it and, and I think nail they had, the vibe they had, and atmosphere oh, and tension right. or
0: whatever that needs to happen in in world, in engine, et cetera.
1: exactly. So I really think that that is going to be a lot of fun. I don't. You know, I'm excited about at first I was kind of like, oh, man, you know, there, like one friend of mine. Actually, I think this was in the discord. One friend said, you know, that kind of lo-fi grainy look like added so much to it. Will it be mm-hmm. weird to see mm-hmm. it so crisp? And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, maybe. But I mean, I played it, you know, super cleaned up looking. And I mean, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. seeing that. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Uh, you know, I think it's exciting to me, not just for a personal level but also because a whole new generation of gamers interested in horror will play it that probably would never go back to it today it's just too hard to go back to I mean you can't fucking find it anywhere like I mean when this comes out they'll probably re-release the original in some digital way but I mean, if you want to play it,
0: if possible, I what I my limited knowledge is like, hey, those PS2 games don't j- they just don't function correctly on modern any modern system for whatever technical reason. So they'd have to no. do a bunch of work or something. So, uh, yeah, that would be interesting to, yeah, they, to see.
1: Konami released a I think it was PS3. They released a PS3 collection that had Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill 3 on it, mm-hmm. and it was so shabbily done. Like, mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. famous for how <laughs> poorly adapted it was. They also decided they were going to get new voices, and that there was a lot of issue about the voices. I you, because I think
0: you mentioned this, yeah.
1: Yeah, the voice acting in 2 is very stilted, mm. but I feel like it kind of fit the weirdness of Silent Hill, mm, you mm-hmm. know? So we'll see now that they've clearly hired new voice actors for this. Yeah, yeah, how there's that a, there's will a be. fine
0: line. Yeah, right. this is the, the remakes in general are interesting. And I don't know why you explaining it made me think of this. And I don't know if this will this is another um, You know, there's more there's more news to cover. But briefly, like we don't seem to like when George Lucas goes back and fixes and adds things to his movies, right. for example. Sure. But we really definitely want remakes and updates and the and and we want like I, I guess my you know, these developers are saying we couldn't tell the story the way we wanted to back in the day because the technology was limited. That's literally what George Lucas said when he released uh, the special editions. Right. And it's just interesting. I just find it interesting that there's a difference between the mediums and and the remastering cultures
1: yeah. around them. Like um, uh, some things that I was very excited to read today on the PlayStation blog haptic feedback will be added so like and this is a ps5 exclusive for the first year okay
0: Okay. for the first year
1: okay sure Mm -hmm. so like that's exciting you know get to and i i absolutely loved having that haptic experience especially when i was playing um oh my gosh the space game that drove me crazy i can't (laughs) think of it right now um my game of the year um, last year yes
0: yes yes yes. oh my god the bullet hell the, yeah, you don't the, have to
1: remember it. It's my It's fine.
0: What's happening to our brains? Anyway, I, but
1: that was great. That was so great. And then I also saw that, you know, of course they're updating the soundtrack and mm-hmm. they have original members of Team Silent back doing that, which is just beyond thrilling for me. Um, but, uh, Now, when you play it, which is a perfect excuse to play it in headphones, sounds will come from directions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you'll have a whole different kind of sound, a whole different kind of... I mean, I just think it's just going to be... Yeah, it's...
0: They're using all of the things that... The PS five can offer from a just from a hardware point of view, which is, uh, hey, you're going to make an exclusive of a beloved PlayStation game. You kind of you kind of should and have to do all that stuff to really make it great.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's just, you know, it's very, very exciting. So obviously that is a thrill for me. um, But I do want to get on to some of the other things because. I did not expect this much stuff. I mean, like Kotaku's story today was like, after years of No Silent Hill, Konami just opened the floodgates. And I was like, they mm-hmm, really did. Like, mm-hmm. that's a perfect description. Because yeah. I expected a Silent Hill 2 remake and one other game. And instead, we're getting like three games, a fourth interactive experience that sounds hmm. really interesting, hmm. uh, yeah, another movie, merchandise. Like, I mean, they just really pushed... Wow big, which is, you know, very exciting to me. Um, so I'll go on. So, um, the next game that they announced was actually the last one in the junket. And this is exciting to me for a variety of reasons. Um, first of all, it's a gorgeous trailer. Oh, it's so pretty. You do not see silent Hill as you know it, the fog, pyramid head whatever in this trailer but the trailer is called silent hill f and if you are not really like a person who's into silent hill but you like horror i would absolutely say you should just go watch the trailer Mm -hmm. so this is set in 60s era japan which is fascinating to me right off the bat but the story is made by a creator who is known as Ryukishi 07. And I was like, that sounds so familiar. Why don't why is that not coming to me? He was the writer behind a very famous old anime, not old, old, like 15 years old, um, called Higarashi. And Higarashi was known for being one of the most fucked up animes, like in the horror <laughs> genre. Okay. It was just something you saw and you never forgot. It was just like, what in the fuck did I just see? But I mean, like, it was legendary, you know? Um, I think it was a visual novel first. It came out, I want to say it came out, like, man, I can't remember the year. I think I remember reading it probably, like, 2007 2008 but i think it was out way before that. And then mm-hmm. it was adapted into a game after that. It is some fucking oh, okay. ch- crazy shit right there. So was when the i game? saw that... where
0: where did that end up? Was it a uh, PlayStation uh, uh, situation no,
1: no no no, it wasn't it wasn't a game. Um it oh, was okay. Oh, okay. a visual novel first and then it was adapted into an anime.
0: Oh oh, i'm sorry, i misunderstood. Yeah, go no, on.
1: No, no, that's totally fine. Um, Yeah, it's really interesting. Like you look at it and it's like all these like super extra cute, like massive eyed anime girls. And you're (laughs) like, oh, it's like this super cutesy thing. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, oh, my. Oh, whoa. (laughs) So, um, you know, I've long been a fan of it. And so seeing that come up, I was like, wow, they are like. They went hard. They're bringing on,
0: in the big guns, yeah. basically.
1: Like, I really appreciate it because it's like, well, how do you follow up? Well, Hideo Kojima was going to do my game, but now he's mm. not, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? But I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Like, you guys reached out to a lot. Well, actually, according to them, people reached out to them. I'll, I'll get to that. Um,
0: right. Well, yes, I, I don't want to derail you. But, like, my, um, some discourse around this before these this news ever happened was kind of just like, Ah, they'll never the reason they don't focus on it or make sequels or remasters or anything is because the audience is too small or niche or whatever. Ah uh, no. and so I what yeah, what do you is that is that just not true? Was that the perception? And then they realize, whoa, everyone they're, they're out there. like what what do you make of that if if anything?
1: Well, that's interesting, really, because I mean, I, you know, personally do not know, have any idea what the size of the silent hill fandom is yeah i know that being a person who's always been a part of it i've you know naturally looked for um you know i've naturally looked for other people like me when you're Um, in the
0: fandom it feels bigger than it is but i think when a a business person looks at a spreadsheet they're like oh it's only a it's like only a hundred thousand people are going to buy this game which may or may not make sense for a company of a certain size i have no idea
1: From a business perspective, Mm -hmm. my understanding, and you're going to hear me clicking because I'm going to have to go between a couple of different screens Mm -hmm. to make sure I'm getting this right. Um, From a business perspective, my understanding was that they were quite successful financially with the first couple of games. And then slowly, as other people started taking on the franchise, the success started to go down. Right,
0: Um, which is... So, like you know, I think fans would probably argue... Because those games were bad, not because the fans didn't want them or want to buy them. Right. Yeah. So that's a chicken egg business situation there, I presume.
1: Totally. I mean, I I'm looking here and I'm not off the top of my head seeing like numbers sold or anything like that. Yeah. But I mean, you know, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games made in the main series. I mean, I don't think you make eight games if people don't want the games. Yeah. You know, yep. That would be yep. my general take. Um,
0: but if like, for example, the last two or three did not do well, that could be a signal to a company that's like, ah, maybe we're going to stop this. Maybe Right. Because- and, and, and I think
1: maybe what happened is that those games successively did a little less good, a little less good, a little less mm-hmm, good to the point mm-hmm. where they were like, oh, OK, well, mm-hmm. I guess we're not going to do this anymore, which was disappointing. You know, and a lot of folks that love Silent Hill would probably tell you, like me, you know. Well, they really kind of got further and further away. You know, they knew the hallmarks, the visuals of the series, but they didn't understand kind of what was at the heart of what made it what it was. Mm-hmm. Yep. And really, I feel like the the truest heart of Silent Hill is really in two. So, um, so yeah, I think you know this is this is really good. Anyway, I'll I'll cycle back really quick. silent hill f um but Mm um 60s era japan really interesting strange footage involving like fungal looking floral growths kind of reminded me a little bit of um resident evil 5 with like the um kind of explosive mushroom type of things that were like coming out of people's heads um which totally gives me the real creeps and i am (laughs) creeped out by very little um so i was like wow that's okay Um, I'm excited about that. So don't know a ton. Didn't have any idea that was coming. There were no leaks that I saw. I think I remember some fans talking about something that was called Sakura that they thought was a leak. But Hmm. maybe it was renamed. Maybe that was this. and It was renamed. I don't know.
0: And um, very exciting. I don't think you mentioned you covered this specifically. Fans know the answer. I do not. What is the connection between the games? Are these serialized where it's like, here's a story, here's a story. They're not connected. Why are we in 60s Japan if the other games are elsewhere? Right,
1: right. Do we so, know? Um, the majority of the games have connections. The only game that has that is kind of a standalone in a way is Silent Hill 2. Um, Silent Hill 1 has to do with you know the town of course but the the cult and the whole background of what happened there mm-hmm. and then they go away from that for Silent Hill 2 and even though you end up in the town again your story doesn't have to do i mean i guess it inadvertently does because the cult and Silent Hill are connected but you don't you, you don't have a lot of interaction with them you have a different kind of experience like Silent Hill 2 is a very trauma fueled game the mm-hmm. the protagonist is his the entire game is about trauma and his trauma specifically and so like really it's not focused on oh the cult did this or that whatever then for silent hill 3 they wove back into the main story so that went more into the characters that were involved and what happened to them in the cult and i don't want to give anything away even though it's a very old game but there is this major connection where you're like oh this person is is this person from the first game wow
0: all that's to say, like they they are connected. They're happening in the same world. Uh-huh. They can diverge and tell more whatever personal slash psychological or granular stories. But mm-hmm. they are all in universe somehow, which which would imply oh, yeah, definitely that this new definitely. game is con- connected. Even if it's like, and now we're in a different well, we're on the other side be. of the world. Okay,
1: yeah, it could be like the when they started to digress away from that a little bit when they made silent hill for the room team silent did make the game, Mm -hmm. but I think for them, they were like, well, we're going to do something different. And it had a great concept. It's an imperfect game, but there's a lot of things in it. I really like, um, and the basic premise is that you are a man named Henry. You were stuck. You were locked in your apartment. You don't know how, you don't know why you don't know what happened to you. You're in, you're not in silent hill. You're in a different city. And, you go into your bathroom and you find a gigantic hole in the wall that leads to you don't know where. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of how it all connects. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely got a range of different types of reactions. I thought it was a very Silent Hill game in in spirit, I guess in, is a good right, way of putting it. it. Or in,
0: vis- in, vis- in uh, Aesthetically, you mean?
1: Oh, absolutely. Aesthetically, yep. but also just kind of the vibe, the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very, very interesting game. I Mm -hmm. don't think that it's as moving as two, but it is it is absolutely an interesting game. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think what happened from there is that Team Silence separated from the series. And that's when other studios started coming in Um, a whole list of folks. I don't even know if they're still around. Climax Mm -hmm. Studios made Origins, Double Helix Games made, made Homecoming um, then Climax came back to do Shattered Memories like I mean just so many different studios got involved and I don't think like I said I don't think the games necessarily were terrible I think the hard part is that they were following in the footsteps of games that were absolutely iconic for a franchise you know Yeah. Um, and I think some of the stuff they came up with was very good but but I I just, I yeah, I never, never quite connect. Basically, they were like, well, we're just going to have people end up in Silent Hill and have to figure out what, what to do. <laughs> and it's like, OK, that that makes sense. But like, you know. You have to give a shit. You're right. About the people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to have a reason to give a shit. And it's like Silent Hill 2, you know, James is it's hard not to care about what's happening to him because his story is so emotional and affecting and it's it's hard not to care about you know many of the characters you know i mean you get to see a lot about what happens to them all and it's quite sad um but
0: again completely outsider just the way you have just talked about to and those characters james etc um i fully get it just just from your explanation and description of of what that game is you know Um, and it is a shame that the subsequent, that those sequels just didn't, didn't capture it. It sounds like, uh, core team left different climate, different, Mm -hmm. different, whatever. And then, and now, and now they're, they're bringing it home. They're bringing it back in a re they're doing, they seem to be doing, taking all the right boxes so far with, with what they're showing, what they're saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah i think it for me it is definitely promising i will say this to make a quick move over to something else they announced the only thing i am not at all confident about is that christoph gans who made the first silent hill film is coming back with a return to silent hill film which is based on silent hill 2 and i do not trust that motherfucker because he did are, are something these movies right.
0: good or are these like
1: I- felt like it had certain elements that were good but he he made two decisions that i that really rubbed me the wrong way Hmm. one of them was like like putting a really violent death like an absolutely unnecessary death that was not that way in the movies i mean sorry in the games
0: in the games yeah
1: he just was like we're just gonna go for this absolutely fucking brutal death and i i just it felt really gore-porny to me, and I didn't right. like that.
0: Right. Yeah, I really was didn't I, like that. I, I was curious, like, are these movies like, here's the game in movie form, or is it more like a spin-off uh, of, like, it's the Silent Hill universe, but it's a totally new, new thing. Yeah, story? well,
1: he tried to mash together some elements of one and two, but the problem with that is that, and this is also a long-standing bitch of the entire fandom, is that he just tried to stick Pyramid Head in his, you know, movie as the big baddie, hmm. and the thing about Pyramid Head is that in Silent Hill 2, Pyramid Head exists as a symbol of James' guilt about something.
0: Right. You Yes, you have spoken big. about that. Yes.
1: And so at the end of the game, which is very old, so I'm going to spoil this because I don't think it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, when James figures out what he's done and his guilt is alleviated... Or I guess changed. I don't know if it would ever be alleviated, but mm-hmm. changed because he realizes that he, in fact, murdered his wife, mm-hmm. which he had blocked out up to that point. The pyramid heads turn their knives inward and skewer themselves. So they don't exist outside of Silent Hill, too. So to mm. put put mm. pyramid head is just a baddie in yeah. other media just doesn't it, make any sense. It
0: just it feels very like it feels hey. very,
1: very, very cheap.
0: Y'all like, y'all like this pyramid head, right? Well, here it is. Right. And so it's
1: like, yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. Christoph Gans, like, you know, (laughs) you're going to come back and you're going to make another movie and it's going to be based on like one of the most beloved games of all time. So I don't expect you to get it perfect, but Mm. let's see what you do. I'll give you, I'll give you a reserved, you know, like cautious interest. Benefit of the doubt yeah of what of what is coming it is the thing that i'm the the least invested in Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: so just to hit the next two points real quick because we've gone through a lot and i've talked for a long time um There are um, two other Silent Hill projects. One is a game, another game. um, It is made by the folks that made Observation and Stories Untold. They're called No Code. That studio. Uh, I played Stories Untold on my Twitch stream. It was actually one of the first games I ever played. Really liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely creepy as
0: well. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, I mean, like yeah, like like creep, like creepy creepy puzzler is maybe mm-hmm. how I'd put it but I really mm-hmm. really liked it um so this was cool to me this game is called Silent Hill Towerfall there was a trailer it it didn't show any gameplay like it was just like dialogue and like a picture of a radio with like people talking And so it's not like you could really get a lot out of it. So clearly maybe they're earlier on, but like the creative director was like, you know, we're going for deep psychological horror here. And I was like, okay, cool. That's what Mm -hmm. I want. Mm -hmm. So not (laughs) a lot to know, Mm -hmm. but I mean, you know, cool. Like there's Mm -hmm. another game coming Mm -hmm. and then maybe the most. uh, Vague thing, but also I would say it sounds interesting. Um, was something that sounds like it's not quite a game um so hold on i'm trying to find the details so i don't so i get all of this right okay uh, an apparent whole new experience titled Silent Hill Ascension. The project is a live real time interactive series that sounds akin to Until Dawn. But you can change outcomes, be part of the scenes and shape the Hi- Silent Hill canon. But if you fuck up, you fuck up because there is apparently no reset button. It's due in 2023. So this it, is wait, called Silent the, Hill Ascension.
0: The, well, hold on. The, the fuck up language. Is that you saying that or that's. Uh,
1: I'm literally reading Kotaku's post. Sorry. Oh, that's Kotaku. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, I'm just I have their their summary post up so I can make sure not so to forget anything. Is this some
0: sort of like reality show? Vote right. in on what happens? Choose your own adventure in real time? Something?
1: I, yeah, like I was not sure either. And, it, you know, they really weren't even super clear about it. So I was like, okay, what are you, you know, what are you guys, what are you guys doing? Um, very to me, it g- almost so, sounds like some sort of like live, I don't even know what to compare it to. I know there's been other things. But like, it almost sounds like it's going to be some sort of, like, live event that, like, people have to participate, participate in to shape. Yeah. Um,
0: well, yeah, I, it, again, we don't know. Actually, but
1: IGN has it. It's a live Silent Hill event coming next year. Uh, but does that remember? mean,
0: like, a story that's being acted out or something? That's
1: But it's being made... Through a partnership with streaming software tools company Genvid, which is owned by JJ Abrams, so that's really oh, interesting because that's interesting. another big and the TV production company Gaming Arm Bad Robot. Um, huh. So, like once again, you know they've got some really interesting people. Um, so I don't know what this going to look like. I don't know what this means, and I feel like maybe it's part of the reason why it's the one where I'm like I don't, I don't know exactly what to expect. Like it's a massively interactive live event across multiple platforms. Okay. Don't really, you know, I mean, that's all
0: just, yeah, but it makes me think like, is it not that it's live actors, but it is some sort of not simulated is the wrong word. Like it's not a video game that you're playing, but it is a virtual 3d rendered, whatever it's a, it's a, an animated, movie but it's built in a game engine so that when the audience votes or responds or tweets or whatever they do they can change like it's not it's not a script it's not set in stone they're going to change course mid event and mm-hmm. honestly like apart from reality shows where you're whatever you're voting someone off of the island that exists but but the former a fictional canonical in universe Something where you can just kind of go left in the game uh, during the event uh, is actually quite, quite interesting.
1: Like it's very ambitious. Ambitious. And I, I, I understand that it is not like, you know, obviously it's hard for us to grasp. Okay. What does that exactly look like? Mm-hmm. But I do really appreciate that it is so unusual and, and, and I, and that I'm in a place where I'm kind of like, wow, I don't really fully understand what this is going to look like, but like, am I going to participate in it? Heck yeah, I am. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't I, I don't know exactly how it's going to roll out. But I mean, I think that no matter what it is, I'm interested. I mean, it's it's Silent Hill. I'm going to try, you know.
0: Yep. right? Well, um, you're in the fandom. And even if this is kind of like that was a cute experiment, like,
1: right. of course, like, you have cool. to show
0: you're going to show up for that, even if it's kind of lame at the end oh, of the day.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like I I'm going to do that. So and, you know. Hardly worth mentioning, quite honestly. But then, at the, you know, in the middle of the jungle, they're like, also, we made all this new merchandise. And I was like, Mm -hmm. give it all to me. Mm -hmm, (laughs)
0: mm -hmm. So, I mean, any highlights for you? I mean, is it just more pyramid head uh, figurines Um, or something?
1: It's a bunch of that shit. But maybe the part that I was the most delighted with is like a collector and a fan of the series. Um, The series is kind of famous in Team Silence time for having, it's always had multiple endings. And the series Mm. is famous for this ending that people know as the dog ending. So like there's serious endings and then there's an ending where there's like a Shiba Inu that's controlling everything. It's great. Like honestly, like it's so worth just Googling on, you know, on YouTube or whatever. Just Is to that see like it.
0: a gag or is it like, no, yeah. this is real? No, it's a it's running like gag. It's a running gag. It's really great because,
1: you know, it's such a serious game. And yeah, then it's like... Yeah. And then the goofy it's like, ending. you know, and right. So like, if you That's search fun. like Silent Hill dog ending, you know, you'll see it. And they made one for four of the games. I actually have a a shirt and it has a drawing of the dog and it says Inu end on it, which is dog. Inu is dog in Japanese. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. Inu end. Mm-hmm. And I love that shirt so much because if anybody gets it, they're like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> like it's very, very exciting and, you know, funny. But like, yeah, in the end, like of Silent Hill, I think it's two Like (laughs) I'm watching it and laughing. We should screen cap this and use it for like the picture for the episode. But like James walks into this room and it's like a control room and there's like a Shiba Inu with like headphones on and it's like sitting there controlling everything. And then James goes, so it was all your work (laughs) and the dog just looks like happy. It's like panting and shit. I'm like, wow, (laughs) this is so great. It's just, what a delight! I'm yep. gonna send it to you in Discord so you can enjoy it.
0: <laughs> Perfect, and we'll we'll put it in the in the in the show notes or in the art. We'll see where this uh, where this fits. Uh, my God, they you you and Kotaku and all the coverage. We're not kidding. The fun gates are open. Like They're, this it's is just everything.
1: crazy, and I really hope that they embrace it because I feel like you know with this many projects, I feel like at least one of them has to be decent. Like yeah, I, you know, and I just on the whole, it's just it's so exciting to love a series so much and to finally see it come back after such a long, you know, time away. Um, So yeah, I, I am full of joy and have been kind of on top of the world since, yesterday and then today completely unrelated i got my arthur copies of my book like 10 minutes yeah. before the podcast oh, wow! And so i am i am pretty lit i'm having wow. a lit week
0: wait wait meaning uh the 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 the, the final full like the realized version that will be on shelves yeah. arrived with you now and you you have yeah. it it's in your hand oh
1: yeah there's Amazing. a picture of it in the discord like i'm holding oh my the, god all right beautiful the book
0: oh, like oh. oh damn like
1: yeah, like what you're having, a week, man! You're
0: having a week. Congratulations! I mean, this is I know, amazing. Thank you, thank this you is, so much. This is big. It's You know, um, it's just nice to be in a fandom, and then it really delivers, and everyone and everyone's excited together about the same things at the same moment. Like that's just really nice. It's in truly general joyful, joyful, truly
1: joyful. Like I just, yeah really joyful
0: and then remind the, remind the people um this book will be had and purchasable and readable on when it's january next year january next-
1: 17th is the release date you yeah. can currently order it amazon barnes noble you know wherever you buy books um, it's already up for pre-order. Um, it is also on the Simon & Schuster website because they are the distributors for the book. Mm-hmm. Woo-hoo! Very exciting. Um, but if anybody wants links, I can actually pass them along and like give them to you to put in the show notes.
0: Yeah, uh, please do. And then, you know, I th- I'm sure I've asked you this, but like other book people tell me, like, like please pre-order like the pre-orders will really help with things i don't know if that's algorithms or sales or bestseller lists or things like is that is that a thing that we can support you on at this very time or or what you know
1: it's interesting they haven't actually my my publishers have not actually talked to me about like how important that is Mm -hmm. um but i mean the way i see it is you know what if you want to read it please pre-order it because i'm sure it is helpful Mm -hmm. you know Um, I will probably not see those numbers, but I mean, any support that anyone wants to offer would be absolutely terrific. Um, and just for anybody listening who is not aware, um, it is a young adult book, um, and it is about a team of kind of a motley crew of, you know, kids basically, um, all with their own, you know, unique issues and problems that all play one game called ancestral. Um, it is a a MOBA, um, and it is a game I invented, and they want to compete and become an esports team and this is the book where you know this is the sports anime where they meet each other and start to realize that they you know have a thing together and and they're 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 a good they're a good group they're a good team and then if it does well there will be a second and third book
0: uh two additional questions one Like, uh, as J.R.R. Tolkien invented uh, languages and thousands of years of history for his characters, did you create all the rules and systems and game mechanics for this fictional game that your characters are playing? And if not, okay, thank God.
1: Thank God you did the work. I I made everything.
0: God bless you. Number two, (laughs) young adult. So like, how, 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 what, what kind of territory does this get into? And I'm asking, like, is this a book that my daughter who is nine, so she's, you know, she's not in the teenage zone. She does not aware of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, interpersonal relationships in, in certain ways as, as I'm, you know, you probably understand. Mm-hmm. Um, she's probably too young for this or, or what do you think?
1: Well, as a young adult novel, it does not have cursing in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there is one scene where two characters get into a fight and one punches the other in the face. That's probably like the most violent thing that happens. Um, We did decide to go ahead and iron out like cursing and stuff like that. Some young adult books will let you do it. Some won't. Um, I think the youngest character is 15 and the eldest character is 21. Mm hmm. So that's kind of the range um you know mostly either folks who are in college or are not are choosing not to go to college and doing other things with their lives these kids mm-hmm. definitely want to um they they want to com- they want to become competitors they want to esports is what they want to pursue like as careers mm-hmm. and you find out different reasons for that from from each of them um But I guess what
0: I mean is it is it wholesome family fun like the Mighty Ducks are competing to be great hockey players? These kids are competing to be great e or is Um, there other? I mean, I
1: think I think a a younger person could definitely read it and, and it would be fine. I I certainly wrote it for what, you know, we would call like tweens and teens. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's kind of the range, the general love range. Love it. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope so. And I would I would honestly love and I'll just put this out there in case anybody that decides to, you know, get it um, wants to give me this feedback. I'd love to hear what teenagers and tweens think of it. Yeah. Yeah. That would yeah. make me really, really happy if I could hear that. So, yeah, if anybody awesome. wants to tell me that, hell yeah, please pass it along. Like, yeah. I would love that.
0: I want to get it um, in the hands of some, uh, some, te- some, you know, teenagers, twe- tweens, and teenagers in the family. We've, you know, you may not have your own, but we all, we all know some here and there—cousins, nieces, and nephews. So, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: no, totally. I mean, you know, if if kids' hearts are captured in any way by this book, that is truly what that would ultimately be like the most fulfilling thing that could happen to me i
0: think and he, and okay final question we'll go and then we'll go to a quick break <clears throat> what sort of marketing is is the publisher doing or offering and then it it occurs to me i'm sure you've had this thought like there are probably twitch streamers out there youtubers who would enjoy the book and it would fit into their it it, you know they're not typically reviewing books but it, it would fit into their wheelhouse of like oh i started checking out this book and oh my gosh i fell in love with the characters like that seems relevant like i think you're trying to reach that those audiences those are the young adult audiences you want right
1: yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is actually really cool. So my book is published by Rebellion Publishing. They mm-hmm. are also a video game company, but they have a publishing oh, arm that's right. for books, yes. mm-hmm. right? But what's really cool is that they work directly with Simon and Schuster for um, promotion and for uh, distribution. Mm-hmm. So what that means is oh, it means a couple of really cool things. Number one, it basically acts as a loophole for me. So, for instance, if you go to Simon and dot com and you look at Arthur's, Colette Bennett is there because even though it's published by Rebellion, it's distributed by Simon and Schuster.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So what that means is that the book just gets an enormous audience as, de- you know, as compared to an indie, more indie audience. Yes, yes um rebellion also has a pretty like robust uh like like presence um online on the whole um the i haven't looked in a while but i'm gonna look because i want to be sure um <clears throat> the um the rebellion publishing twitter has twenty three thousand followers so you know like, okay like that's 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 a decent amount of people to it's not nothing. you know potentially see see my book and um they will be promoting it um probably starting in December and then of course in January when it launches it's you know um there'll be a lot more of it but that's go time. Yeah, yeah definitely excited about that and um I know that sometimes their authors do AMAs on Reddit um you know they 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 do all kinds of stuff. So I guess we'll see. I don't have as much detail yet as I'd like to have, but I should have more in the next month. So when I find out, you know, I can share it. And I
0: think it will it will uh take on a life of its own and opportunities will present themselves that you you did not even think of or that the publisher certainly did not plan. And by that I mean like, yeah. oh, this this community got a hold of it or this person or this streamer and all of a sudden it's like well, right. Okay. Maybe you're not doing an uh, AMA on Reddit, but you're, but you are doing a, a podcast interview with such and such a person. And, um, I mean, you know, there are, I just, someone, someone that I'm interviewing tomorrow, uh, is like, yeah, my son works for a A podcast about a podcast network about books and it's like i'm like who the hell subscribes to that like books in general (laughs) and it turns out it's broken out it's like a little mini network broken out into like all right if you want sci-fi subscribe to this feed if you want Mm -hmm. black history and and social activism subscribe to this feed you know it's like Mm -hmm. it's all very specific and i was like oh right yeah that actually makes a ton of sense and uh, book fanatics will want to uh, subscribe and hear what's new. And so I, I could imagine, I'm, I'm sure there's a young adult feed in this network. So sure that's the kind of place you want to be. i there
1: probably are, and I probably need to, you know, investigate, you know, a little more and see what's out there, what I can do. I mean, you know, it's all new to me. It's like, I've never promoted a fucking book before. I'm like, (laughs) what? You know? So, I mean, I, I definitely do, you know, trust rebellion and I looked into them a great deal before choosing to make this move. Um, I really liked the way that they both presented, um books and published them and um marketed them and i've also noticed that their books win hugo awards and i feel like that's probably pretty good company to be in
0: that's really Um, nice
1: but let me tell you this is my last word because i've literally done nothing but talk this entire podcast and i need water (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i never in a hundred million billion years would have ever thought that my horror idol stephen king and i would be technically on the same arthur page together but we are on the Simon uh, dot com website
0: that I mean, isn't that nice to see like you all this hard work and all I mean, like, this this dreaming and what? And then you and then you see it and, and you're there. It's just it's extraordinary.
1: And I mean, look, if I'm going to be really, really honest. He's probably one of the primary people that made me become a writer. Right. You know, I mean, and yep. I have, you know just, yeah. So, um, anyway, I feel like I have talked a lot and, um, I would like to not talk for a few minutes.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, what do you, what are you podcasting for? This is the point of this show.
1: I know, but, but usually we go back and forth more. And so it just feels weird to just be like literally talking for 53 minutes and 34 seconds.
0: Great. That is what we're here to do. Um, I just, last thing I'll say, we'll go to a break. Um, like here's hoping there's a cocktail party, uh, in your future in which you and Stephen King, uh, uh, chit chat or breathe the same air i think it's possible
1: i i just like my poor little pea brain just cannot process that (laughs) so i will i will try to process that while we take this this commercial break we'll
0: be back after this brief break with perhaps some video games that you can actually play now that are that are available not coming out in the future but happening right now stay with us It's Halloween month, and that means it's time to get your setup decked out in a new costume. Get 15% off of all pink products at HyperX.com by using code HXPN at checkout. Whether you prefer the chic pink accents of the Pulsefire Haste, or the snazzy metallic pink of the Allo Origin 60 keyboard, this is definitely the month to think pink. Head over to HyperX.com and check out the selection and enter code HXPN, as in HyperX Podcast Network, in all caps to get your 15% discount at checkout. The award-winning Go Nintendo podcast is the best place to get the latest news on the world of Nintendo. We cover the biggest stories, share impressions of the latest games, and answer your burning questions. There's also some general pop culture talk, game music trivia, a heaping helping of silliness and did i mention our robot companion i'm the star of the show catch new episodes of the go nintendo podcast every saturday on the hyper x podcast network
1: hey friends colette here has refined their lightweight cloud stinger headset and now proudly presents the evolved cloud stinger 2 it still keeps the same rotating ear cups, swivel to mute microphone and comfort but now adds two years of premium DTS headphone X activation get even better in game audio and a number of other refinements for the low low price of 50 bucks available now at hyperx.com
0: We have returned to discuss uh, a limited time here. The, some more video games. You, uh, you mentioned that you're not really playing anything. Is that is that accurate or are you just trying to uh, save time here?
1: No, no, I just honestly haven't. Like um, I've I've been meaning to pick Potion Permit back up, but like, yes. I haven't had time to get back to it Um. I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but I do freelance editing on the side and I've had a couple of projects going. So in my not work time, I've been doing side gig work and I just haven't been able to really pick up, you know, the internet and then like, not the internet, the, the games. And then like last night, <laughs> don't for pick instance, up the
0: internet. It's, it's very heavy. <laughs> it's very There's heavy. a lot of content um, on there.
1: Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so and then, like last night, I was literally so hyped about Silent Hill. All I could do was sit on the sofa and drink wine and talk at Patrick for like four straight hours. Amazing! Wow. Which you know, I'm like, hey, where's that know, podcast? You, you Where, what are you doing? Me. You know, here we are. He's a fan.
0: Is, is he? Is he not a fan as well? Like, I'm um, sure he's, he's hyped not, or no?
1: He's not a fan. He is a person who loves me and supports the th- supports me in what I love. Of course. And so even if he's not going to go play silent Hill himself, he's going to listen to me, talk about it and have a conversation and ask me questions. No um, doubt. I-, I, just you know. I-,
0: I just, I I just, I didn't know if I was picturing both of you like geeking out at the same time, or if no. it was more like you were going crazy and he was like, yep, go
1: for it. You know, I'm going to be honest. I've never met a silent Hill fan. Like on my level of like insane mm, insanity, mm-hmm. never mm-hmm, met him. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Um, our, our, our friend Pedro Cortez, who is in our discord is the only other person who is like a sincere (laughs) fan of the games that I know. But even so, like, I've still never met anybody who was like literally screaming, like, I mean, they were on the Internet. I just don't know those people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, there's what?
0: a uh, there's a a woman on the giant bomb team. Uh, but her name is Jess and I'm blanking on her last name right now. But she she speaks about Konami and Silent Hill the way you do in, in a similar context of like come on, the fandom needs it. Where are you? What are you doing? Stop making pachinko machines. Let's go. <laughs> and so I presume that she is having a similar uh, connection as, as you are in yeah, a good way.
1: Probably. I mean, you know, I know that a lot of, of the folks that listen to our podcast may, may be like, oh, wow, like I'm not really into Silent Hill. And this is like, oh, this whole episode is pretty Silent Hilly. But on the other hand, I'm also kind of like, you know, there might be people who are, excited or want to learn about it or whatever so i'm just like you know that that's that that's fine like
0: that's that's who knows who who will
1: hear these things right who knows who
0: will hear but like you know i i feel so much more educated because like you know when you're in a fandom and like a big a fucking teaser like a title card drops and it's like kooky koala seven and you're like oh my god and everyone else in the universe is like fuck is who can't what the hell is this so like <laughs> I, i'm i'm thrilled to be caught up because i just thought it was a silent hill 2 remake i did not oh my really God. understand the all the rest of the floodgates <laughs> this is what the, we're here to talk about
1: the floodgates yes yeah. so i mean and honestly to to revisit that thought of you know i know a lot of maybe a lot of the people who listen are not huge silent hill people okay maybe i could be right i could be wrong but like I think one of the nicest things about our podcast is that we have always had like a really nice space to just kind of express like unabashed joy about something Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the game world. So I think, I think my, you know, 50 some odd minute rant probably belongs here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It belongs here. Cause where else are you going to do it? I guess at, at home where no one except your, your poor husband can endure it.
1: Poor husband.
0: All right. So you have not played anything. I will briefly talk about, I may have mentioned this last week, um, I, I, Homeworld Mobile, which is, you know, a, a, just a little bit of a bummer of a name of like, you you made it, you made a new Homeworld game in a, in a similar to Silent Hill. This is a beloved franchise. It is very important to me. And you you just called it the game name mobile you know what i mean it's like what a <laughs> like
1: you guys could not have done maybe a little better than that make
0: it cool like you know Vegas revenge or whatever the fuck who cares um i remembered this being like discussed teased hinted at completely forgot it and then last whatever tuesday wednesday it's like hey it's out it's it's been in beta testing for like a year, and it's like it's here. It's or I saw it in the app store. I was like, "What the hell? What the fuck is this? Oh my god! Right, 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 right." right. So it is. So I have been playing this um, somewhat obsessively for the last three to four ish days, I would say. And, and you uh, don't play a lot of mobile games, n- uh, not really. But 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 I am on a quest to find something that is sort of like it's an MMO in your pocket or it's like Mm -hmm. I'm crafting gear for the next three hours because I can and I can just check in on it and level up or make numbers get higher like, you know, something like that. But I really want it to have depth. I don't necessarily not really looking for like an idle MMO or something or an idle RPG or something like that. Like I, I get those and those are cool. But, like, I have a couple boxes that I'm trying to tick of, like, I want it to have a mobile form factor. That might end up being on uh, a Steam Deck or a Switch or whatever. That'd be great. But mm-hmm. I like the idea of it on the phone, and I want there to be, like, meaningful player interaction. I, I really am fascinated by player-driven economies and, and mm-hmm. so those types of things of, like... I mined a cool I got a cool sword and then I sold it at a profit because I was at this town instead of that town. like that shit I live for in all games and I just want to be able to dip in and out of a game like that and I haven't really found it and Eve online is probably it and and okay this is actually an important point because there will be comparisons between the eve the eve echoes is a is an eve mobile game um, and it is not the same universe as the main eve online so it's less players there's less history and drama that has happened but it's still a robust game and it has all the market forces and and player driven whatever and the the the, and it's and it's very good it's a very good mobile implementation of a cool space game and the only it's not a really criticism. My only blocker on it is that I need to a pay for a subscription to, to unlock skills and ships and systems that make the game much more interesting. And that's fine. I'm not opposed to that. It's a subscription MMO. Great. But you also really need to play with a corporation with other players regularly with shared Uh. goals To do the cool things that EVE Online does. And I am down for that, but I'm not down for the like, it's six in the morning and we're being attacked. Send your ships. So shit, we're going down. Like, that's cool. And I really like the drama and intrigue of that world. But I I can't commit to that. And I don't want to let other people down. So... There's a little bit of a blocker there uh, for me and, and I'm not, so I may go back to it. I may not. anyway, mm-hmm. that is that is some relevant context to this. So it's like homeworld, a homeworld mobile MMO where you create a fleet of ships and you do all of the, the MMO things. And they're they're using the term MMO in the, in the description. and I'm like, oh, whoa, I love homeworld for those who don't know. It's a time real-time, real-time strategy tactical game similar to your Warcrafts or your ages of empires of the nineties, but it's in space and it's 3d and it, and it, nice. blew, it, I've talked about it here a little bit. It blew my fucking mind because it's very atmospheric. It's very, um, it's, it's a really compelling story. It's a very good sci-fi story And also, oh my god, space is so big and these ships are so big and cool and fast and you can zoom all the way in and get the little ships and you can zoom all the way out and look at the big ships and it's spooky. The space is spooky and it's spooky time. Anyway. Great games. They were remastered by Gearbox uh, a couple years back, four or five years back. And so Homeworld kind of had this uh, second rebirth. They made a prequel, they're making a third sequel. So, like, Homeworld is popping. And now here's a mobile MMO. I'm like, oh, I've been, I love Homeworld. I've been looking <laughs> for a mobile MMO. Let's check it out. And so I'm in it, and it is. It I'm I'm I've been asking a lot of questions in the subreddit and the Discord of like so like is it, where is there a mar- can I sell stuff to other players like is there a market It's like no it's not that kind of game so I'm like okay well can I like join a can I join a guild or a group or a corporation It's like well it's not really that kind of game either I'm like
1: okay what kind of game is okay, it What
0: kind of game right And so I was immediately disappointed and and but I was like but. But I'm going through a tutorial and a little story and whatever. I'm like, okay, there's there are a lot of systems here that, like, if I can just get through the, like, learn this, do that, go here. Then, you know, you know how a game, like, kind of opens up after you tick all the boxes and you're like, oh, now I can do yeah. all this stuff, you know. Yeah. So I'm getting there and that is very slow. But what I'm starting to realize is that it it really, it fascinatingly, is more of a, it's more of an MMORPG. But instead of I'm a cool dude with a sword and then I can get a bigger sword, you are a cool mothership or like a carrier ship and you can get cooler fleets of ships or you can upgrade your resource collector or you can get a bomber or you can upgrade the bomber to tier one or tier two or theoretically, and I'm not there yet, but you, you can upgrade your carrier and this carrier has less guns, but it has more slots for officers and this officer has a torpedo skill that's like plus five to torpedoes and this officer makes you go a little faster and so you're and you can level the officers up and you can swap them out and then you can put the officers on your squadrons and and it's like the, the way you would equip gear in a in Diablo or whatever you know what I mean Yeah. yeah. Um, ex- but you're equipping you're, you're equipping they literally call them loadouts and I don't even have all the loadouts yet but like I can load out for mining and my and my mining loadout might be like two resource collectors a resource controller and like one bomber squadron just to like make sure shit doesn't go bad you know or i'm going to load out for um uh, attack you know just uh, uh, striking uh, an enemy outpost or whatever and so that's going to be all firepower but you know if i if i find a crate floating in space i can't retrieve it unless i swap out my collector so it becomes almost like gear you know that you're equipping on your character except your character is a fleet of ships not a person right and i'm like no okay not <clears throat> i i didn't think this is what i wanted but it's actually kind of cool and there's clearly a lot of depth in the systems no pvp yet and the jury seems out it seems like they were Thinking about it or it's in the game but it's not turned on and that's not necessarily important to me i don't necessarily care about that the reason eve is exciting and dangerous is because like if you are in the if you're in the wrong corner of the galaxy you're going to get your ass handed to you by another right. player who's like waiting for you in the shadows you know and that is very cool this is not that game it's much more chill you can't really die but you can lose your your fleet of ships, you can't lose your main carrier. So it's like the stakes are pretty chill, but so, so, the, so what I find interesting is that yeah, I hope that it's a single server where everyone's playing in the same galaxy. That would be cool. I hope that's the case. And so you fly to a star system and you're like, I need to find or type C to create a, to finish a quest or to craft a ship or whatever. So I'm like, great. I, I love this shit. I'll grind asteroid or, out the ass. I'm ready to go. You fly to the asteroid field. And if you are alone, if your fleet is out there alone, you're going to get periodically attacked by NPC ships. And depending on the tier of the system that you're in, you're either going to swat them away like flies, no big deal, or you got to really manage what's coming at you to make sure you don't get your ass kicked while you're mining. And I'm like, and that's cool. That's like, an interesting part of the game and its resource collecting, and this is common in many games. What is it? What it, the the first layer of like, hey, this is an MMO that is interesting. Is if I I'm looking for a cyst, for an asteroid cyst, uh, cluster with the ore that I need, and I want other players to be there because if we're all mining together, we sort of cluster up into the field. And then, it, and then instead of me and my three ships getting attacked, it's me and like 14 ships and the same amount of attackers are coming at us. So it's kind of like, um, uh, what do you call it? Safety in numbers where okay. you're not actively working with the other players, but players are seeking each other out to sort of cluster up and keep each other safe. You're not competing for resources. You're just sort of like, if we all just huddle over here and get our business done, we can walk away from our phones and collect all the ore and we're and we're cool. You know what I mean? And there's a chat that weirdly like sometimes works and sometimes totally doesn't work. It's – the game is super buggy but like every day – there's a it's weird actually like the game the app is not updating at all you know know when you're playing a game and it's like there's an update and you update and it's like here's the new features the app is not updating but they are clearly improving and fixing things maybe on the server end because i'll log in and it's like oh the chat's working today That's cool. Uh, Okay. And everyone's talking and everyone's like, Hey, I'm going on, I'm going on this strike. I'm going to the pirate hideout. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. What you want to group up. And I don't know what they're talking about because I have not completed this excruciatingly long tutorial, but I am seeing people saying, let's go here. Let's do this. Let's team up. And it's again, it's not like, Hey, join my faction, join my guild. It's super loose. It's like, I'm doing this one thing. Who wants to group up with me? And then you group up in a in a group chat and you, you go on a raid, basically, which again, none, nothing, nothing in this game is innovative or new from an MMO point of view, but it's a homeworld game where everyone's talking about doing homeworld stuff on a tactical map and it sounds like homeworld and it feels like homeworld. Interestingly, it's. It's literally not three dimensional. Like the one game changing thing that made Homeworld like a revolutionary, important game is that it's not, you're not traversing a map top top to bottom, left to right. It's 360 degrees. So you can go down underneath a nebula to come back up again and whatever. This is a mobile game. It just, it simply doesn't have that because the, there's no way to do the controls. Like you're just kind of dragging units with your finger across the map and it looks and feels exactly like Homeworld did in a really good stylistic way. But at first I'm like, oh, let me like zoom around. Let me like like zip in and up and down. And it's like, oh no 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 it's it's literally just a 2d map every every star system is just a 2D map. and it's fine and it, that's at first i was like oh man and then i'm like oh god this would be horrible if they actually tried to do 3d in this in this way it's hard to explain why and the other thing that's interesting that i like is that the, the ui is very minimal it's super clean it looks you know it looks like uh, you know, you ever look at the dashboard on the starship enterprise and it's like all these colors and symbols, there's not a lot of text on it. It's like, a, it's just a lot of colored uh, circles and, and lines and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't say anything. That's the UI of this game is like that. And it's really beautiful and it's very intuitive, except I'm like, what the fuck does this circle mean? I, I literally don't know what it is. And it, nobody's, it doesn't say anywhere. And so you pop it in the discord and you're like, I'm not sure what, well, how do I do this? And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 just do this, do this. And I'm like, okay. So, like, I, here's where I am. I really love the potential of this game. I'm really addicted to it. I'm in. I'm progressing. I'm trying to just tick, tick, tick these boxes of the tutorial for the moment. And what I want to happen is the tutorial's done, and I want this game to be like, all right, now you can do this or you can do that or you can go here and i want that moment to be like oh i can't wait to do this or that and i can't wait to build this ship because it's because that's the cool version i want to play if that happens i'm in i'm ready if that doesn't happen and the game's just like yeah grind this grind this pirate mission 40 times why so you can grind the next pirate mission 50 times why so you can grind the ne- if that's all it ends up being then it might be more of a like all right i'll probably wait until the devs and community and whatever kind of like uh you sort it all out. You know what I mean? Like you, you you come to an early access game and you're like, this is cool, but I'm going to come back when it's done. You know, kind of a right. thing. Right, It might be that. And I, I'm i happy to come back or play it in the background. It's free to play. I have not. Th- there is a premium currency that you can buy, of course, to sort of speed up shipbuilding and or refinement. Okay. and i have i have no need to do it yet but i have a feeling that i will come to a moment where it's like and this ship takes 3 days and 47 hours to build sure and i'll be like and but i want i need it now to do this mission and that's the moment where they'll be like pay up and and yeah i i, I may i i usually am the person who's just like oh wait i i i have 40 other games to play um, so, 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 so it it seems very, so far seems very ethical. It do, it's not like pay us money right away. It's not like Diablo Immortal. Basically. It doesn't appear to be a Diablo Immortal s- s- structure or model. So, like, I am I am cautiously optimistic that a mobile homeworld MMO is gonna be pretty pretty fun.
1: Yeah, pretty I think cool. that's rad. Like, I mean, from what I'm hearing from you, I'm like that is really. Cool. And, like, I also think it's really cool that it's in your pocket. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean... That's neat. You know, we can complain about the platforms and the monetization and, like, my phone phone isn't isn't that shiny anymore. So, like, it doesn't run great. So, like, overall, it's not an amazing experience. But, like, time travel back to 1996 and tell me I could play Homeworld in my pocket with right. thousands of other people all online at the same time yeah, and I'd be like it's
1: pretty it's damn amazing cool, it's pretty know? damn cool i mean yeah no it's it's yeah 100% cool and i um think it's neat that you get to kind of have a new experience with something that you already love so much
0: yeah i mean it's it, we we're, we're having it's not not quite the same level. It's not that it's not the same hype level at all, but parallel conversations of like, we are fans of this thing and congratulations. There's a new thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Homeworld three, which has been announced and teased and footage has been shown um, really looks excellent. Like it really looks like they're capturing everything you want from the game, but adding a lot of more tactical sophistication. Like, here's a giant wreck of a monster ship that becomes a a thing you have to navigate around tactically on the battlefield. The original games never had that. It was literally Mm -hmm. just empty space, a nebula or two, some asteroids are over here that are relevant to the mission, but it was not, you know, it was very tactical, but it was more about like, I, this unit i need to counter this squad with this unit and then i need to protect this and move this unit over here the homeworld 3 appears to be very um um much more environmentally tactical which is what you want from the these games have matured a lot in in the last 10 years for sure let alone yeah. uh, 20 so anyway so um yeah it's just like, i don't know similarly it's like were, are there enough silent hill fans to to justify on the spreadsheet another game well yeah clearly there are are there enough homeworld fans you know it's <laughs> it just ask your average gamer like do you love homeworld they're like what the fuck are you talking about like that's so random it's such a random right. game and yet well, it's back you think
1: that though but i mean uh, you know if you were to go and look it up on steam how many people have reviewed that game um it it, it, it again
0: it's I bet like, a lot a, oh, for sure, a lot. But it's it's the it's that kind of thing where it's like, hey, everyone, we bought the rights to Homeworld and we're going to remaster it and make it really good. And the and the seventeen people who love this game are definitely hyped and losing their mind for Homeworld remastered. I was one of them, um, and they did a great job. But like, does it mo- did it move the needle on Gearbox's bottom line? I guess it did because they made a prequel. They're making a sequel. They're making a mobile game. It's very, it's just very, it's great. I love it. It's just fascinating from a like, who is, who, who, how many of us are there out there? Right, kind right. of point of view. That's, that's the question. But yeah, yeah, I'm happy. I'm a happy camper. Pretty we'll see. Cool. Pretty, Pretty cool. Pretty
1: cool. Pretty
0: uh, cool. That's it. That's it. Uh, we should, we should get on out of here. Uh, as usual, we, we, you know, it's funny. We, we always want to know what our community is playing and we talk about it all the time in our discord community. So if you're not there yet, hop in. Um, so those conversations are always happening. We love bringing them on the show, but like, you know, we, we, we have lately been talking about news items that are just too big for us not to talk about, um, right, definitely. Super Mario movie, Silent Hill, et cetera. So we have not had time to do that, but we will get back to it. Uh, we we have a few like really cool guests that are uh, you know ideas of ours and also outreach that we've done to people. Um, and so like we're gonna we're gonna get there. It's just it's just been busy. You know it sounds like you've been burning both burning the candle at both ends with work too, <laughs> yes, work and editing. I,
1: I- I have, I, I probably, um, need to give myself a freaking break after, uh, after all of, all of these things have passed along. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think I'll do that.
0: Get in the show notes. Join our community. Get in the show notes and pre-order Colette's uh, debut. Is this accurate? Is this right for de- first published book? Is that it? Is my is first a published statement? book? I
1: have published short stories in print before in anthologies, but I have mm-hmm. never published a whole a whole story. Okay, so you are, you book, have novel. you have been
0: published. You're not uh, you're not breaking the seal here, but this is the this is a big deal. This is I mean,
1: you know, deal. I'll, I'll say it. It's different when you're. It's different when your name is on the cover. Oh no, it's enormous. You're like, oh, oh, wow. You know, so yeah, that's where I am. And um, yeah,
0: I don't know, dude. There's just something about holding, you know, years worth of work, perhaps even a decade. When when you talk, when you think about, like, when did I first think about or envision or whatever a thing, a, a book, a movie, or whatever, and then. You put all the blood, sweat and tears into it and then it comes to your house and it's in your hand and it's mm-hmm. real. It's really there.
1: Yeah, that's totally how it feels right now. And I'm just like, ah. like, Fuck, it's, yeah, it's crazy. And a, uh, a very close friend of mine was like, are you going to celebrate? Like, did you know it was coming <laughs> today? And I was like, no, I, I, I didn't. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'm. Hell yeah! I'm I'm gonna come up with something. So yeah, you gotta sell you know, It's now 8:07, and um, and now that we're wrapping up podcast, I will figure out what that thing is going to be. So
0: find a make a reservation this week, and just and have a great dinner and wine, and yeah, you just you, yeah, you've earned it, and it's yeah. great. Congratulations! Thank, you. Thank I'm you. I'm excited to read it. I'm excited to buy it. Uh, we're going to put in the show notes, pre-order, uh, and you know maybe we'll see some uh, you know, some New York Times bestseller lists or something. All right?
1: Yeah, I, I'm not even trying to think about sales and stuff right now. Like I've had people be like, "What are you going to do if it blows up?" And I'm like. Ah, fuck. I don't know. You know, like I'm, I'm just still caught on the fact that there's a book in my hand with my name on the cover that I wrote. I know. know. So, you know, I'm not going to even try to think that far ahead right now, but yeah, um, but you're giving birth into
0: the world. So is it going to blow up? Is it going to find a small and niche audience, but like something will happen. And it will, like I said, it will create a dimension of this that you didn't expect. And then six years from now, It'll be a movie because someone ran some random person bought it on, you know, was recommended well, to it. Whatever. You know what say, I'm saying?
1: I will say when I signed the contract mm-hmm. that the option to make it into a movie was in the paperwork.
0: Yes, yes. Which, you know, is that in every, is that every book contract? I don't know. Maybe.
1: I don't know. But I mean, I'm just saying. Is that a publisher you
0: know? covering their ass being like, if this blows up, we gotta get I a piece of this shit. Yeah, you know I don't
1: I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But all I know is that, you know, I got a book.
0: <laughs> she got a book? Yeah. She end. made got a, a book. MOBA? She made <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Here's what we do. <laughs> Book is a huge smash success, becomes like a trilogy of amazing movies. But because the the beloved game that you that these beloved characters play in the book has a, has systems and rules and is is apparent to the to the audience, then we got to make the the actual game. It's it's like uh, I, I can't even think of an example. This is the worst exa- It's not. This is a bad example. But it's like you got to make Quidditch. Harry Potter's big so so you got to make quidditch brooms too because right. people want that too like obviously you can't fly so it's not a real game but um come on we got to make the game too that's what yeah. i'm saying
1: yeah i mean you know there's no way to know but i mean my rule of thumb and the thing that i always tell every single writer who's like i can't do it it's too hard it's too scary i'm not good enough whatever i'm like listen twilight is in new york <laughs> best seller twilight twilight that's it twilight. yeah but twilight
0: but twilight gave the people what they wanted and uh that's made that's not a an assessment of of its of its goodness or badness i think it just it just gave it people just sexy vam- vampires and werewolves and that's what people want it want it, to just, have. it
1: just is that's that's what just it is <laughs>
0: All right, it just is. That's the final words. We're out of here. Uh, come into our community by Colette's book, and uh, we will talk at you in one week's time. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Bye.